Hey everybody, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. It's Jameson Oxford again, bringing you the second part of our Father's Day special, still being Dungeon Mastered by Mitch. If you didn't listen to us last week, you might want to go back and listen to the previous one so that you know what's going on. But it's great to see you all back. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I'm just going to let you guys get back into the episode. Thank you again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. And happy Father's Day. Happy Sire's Day. It doesn't look like a living creature. Did I use fucking turn undead? Yeah. As I brandish my holy skull. So Scaramendor, what you pull out your skull and what do you say? What's your words? Uh, by the power of Grey Skull, I banish thee. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Several of the ch- the broken chain arms that had resumed crawling towards you erupt into violet and green flame and wither back into the portal. As they do this, you hear a variety of shrieks and everyone can see multiple apparitional spirits escaping from the limbs. When Radley cut them, it dripped this dark, viscous goo, but now that you're burning them away, you're releasing what looks to you as informed individuals like souls. So the uh, many of the broken limbs that had sort of flopped on this side of the mist gate and continued crawling around have now erupted into this flame and they're firing geysers of soul energy, ectoplasmic wraith remains as far as you can tell. And uh, there are a couple of arms that are clasping at the edge of the mist gate, which is now beginning to collapse. Good news, boys. I think we found it. The fire that was still, or the fog that was still ignited from Jay's radiant attack now pulses into the room and then begins to vacuum into the portal. What you do? Uh, It has two hands that are currently trying to keep the portal open. Be banished. I say as I strike at it yet again. Are you striking at the body or are you striking at the arms? Scaramendor says, strike the arms. They're holding it open. Alright, I'll strike at the arms. Um, ooh, that's like a 30 almost. Okay. Actually, it's definitely over a 30. Yep. In the second attack, I hit with, uh, what's that? 24. Alright, so, because you're not striking at the viscous body, you don't have to worry about all that bullshit. Uh, you le- reach out with your lance, and you touch someone. And when you do, you shatter the forearm arms of the arms and it loses its grip. The portal rapidly snaps shut with a puff of cool smoke and severs several of the fingers that were trying to hold it open, and they lay inanimate on the floor. Sweet. Souvenirs. All right. Do you touch them? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, you said souvenirs. It's a valid question. I, 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 in fact, I cast fucking uh, Sacred Flame on them things. Do you? <laughs> Goddamn right I do. If we're not in combat anymore, I do. Are we in combat? Uh, they... No. Huh. Then, I, then I burn them. I burn them with radiant fire. They burn away. Good. Leaving no remains. Good. There's no evidence on the floor that anything had ever gone awry in this area. Good. Other than small patches of soot where things had burnt, including the one on the front of Ryan's chest, there is no evidence anything had ever gone awry in this room. I mean, that's par for our course, I think. <laughs> You're doing your job, right? Yeah. Oh, good news. Well, uh... You know, 
Job well done, gentlemen. Let's head back to the party. That was actually really good ale. Um, I might have to brave the conversation of that strange old man again, but it would be worth it. There is a hallway that you can continue down. Scaramander, I do believe we should continue on with our job, probably, because it's probably not done. But <sighs> I use... In, uh, while we're while we're out of combat, I use my crimson right die to heal myself. All right. So I ask. All right. In that case, uh, report because I know I didn't see everything that just happened. So it was like a big, scary skeletal beholder with some fucked up eyes. Just some fucked up eyes. Did you just go to the sh- to the fell? Uh, yeah. What'd you see? What a beholder. Yeah, what he saw. What else? The beholder with fucked up eyes. I mean, that was my chance to figure out about the toll, but we'll move past it. (laughs) That's personal. (laughs) It was an abomination of unequaled fury. And that's putting it lightly. It had some fucked up It is sanctified. This is not new. You act like this is our first rodeo, gentlemen. Listen. Anyway. To be fair, everything you just saw was very new. Yeah, you. I mean, the fact that it's new isn't new. So before you lays a single underground passage that moves deeper into whatever this facility was. All right, let's it's go. It's fairly straight, and it's in fairly good condition. Raise your hand if you have dark vision. Raise. Uh, up to you on this one, Mitch. Uh, Yo. I do. I do. Like I said, feet. up to you on this one, Mitch. Yeah, uh, question. When he goes into that other- when he looks into the other realm, is he looking into the fell, essentially, is that what we're saying? Yes. Do we want to make that a sort of a, uh, like, it- it mirrors our world. Like, when he looks into it, he might not bump into shit. He might. Or he might- they're, like, but he can almost navigate while looking in. Wait, I light my sunblade. We're good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he lights the sunblade, and I will, uh, hold out my long sword of sharpness and speak the magic word, which is nightlight. I, I turned to Radley and I was like, have your people seriously not evolved dark vision yet? No. Come on. He is not one of the Veoi. He is lesser than before. As your weapons emit light down the hallway and push back the darkness, there is a loud hiss as a very ah! fat possum scurries away from him. I, I hit it with all the splats. <laughs> <laughs> that poor possum explodes. No, I would never do that. I'm cutting that out. I'm not a, I don't kill innocent animals. That's not who Scaramendor is. That's not who I am. I won't do it. Well, the DM has spoken, but the player has changed his actions, so the DM must change his reasoning. Well, the possum explodes <laughs> into an army of abyssal wraiths. Oh. So before you, okay. other than a very estranged possum, there's nothing in this hallway for quite some time. But it is long. We go. We go until something happens. Yeah, cool. All right. Do you guys check for traps or anything? Fuck no, that's not what players do. I'm a player. Uh, exactly. That's, that's definitely <laughs> yeah, not what I'm I do. Yeah, I'm a soldier. I definitely check for traps. I don't. <laughs> I, I've given up the fear of physical injury, so... 27. It looks as though there's nothing at all in the room that you started in. As you move down the hallway and continue to just sort of keep an eye out and inspect... You find a few pressure plates and a few, you know, trap door type things, but it, they are all so aged at this point. None of them work. Your only concern at this point is just to avoid standing on trap doors as they might just give way. Okay. I'm a player now, uh, so I want to, because the DM has 
assured us that this isn't a big deal, the pressure plates, I'm going to spend the next hour arguing about what my character does while investigating okay, these um, pressure plates. Jay, take <laughs> 25 damage and tell me why you didn't deserve that. Um, I don't deserve <laughs> it because I don't make you take 25 damage for doing the same thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, generic invalidative statement, rebuttal, DM choice, and power. Uh, you still... still take 25 damage as I unarm strike you away from a hole. Anyway, so... And now my character harbors a deep hatred of this character he's supposed to know for a long time because he did physical damage to I'm him. okay Eternal. with this. <laughs> so as you move down the hallway, everything's actually pretty uneventful. <laughs> I broke Jeff. <laughs> no, what it was is... So I am getting to watch Jay work through his emotional and psychological DM issues <laughs> by merely explaining what he feels everyone else does. <laughs> Which may have gone over other people's heads, but in fact did not go over mine. I don't think it's going over heads like you think it no. is. I've been instigating. <laughs> it just hit home real good here. That's why I like. Oh, don't so. worry. I'll work. I'll work one of yours in as soon as I can, Jeff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a slab of prime rib right here that is rapidly aging into jerky from the excess salt bleeding out of my microphone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> Moving on, gentlemen. <clears throat> you finally make your way down the hallway, and you find one large vacant room. It is a radial hub-type setup. The room splits off into multiple other hallways, and in the center of this room is the thing that I need to look up how the spell is described. Is it Greater Circle of Death? Nah. Seems like a good way to end. <laughs> in the center of this room is a large magical sphere. You guys have seen many versions of this spell. It's a temporary shelter that people put up. Uh, I use Investigate, which is crap, but I rolled a 15. As you move inward, you find that there is blood in several places in this room, and there's this bubble in the middle. You're unable to penetrate the bubble. Do you touch it? Um, I mean, you expect you're unable to penetrate it. It looks like any of those spells that I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but the private sanctums and all of those type things. Yeah, I'm not a cleric, a dirk. I don't assume I can penetrate anything. Um, <laughs> I cast Counterspell. At least not without consent. I, I would like to try to dispel... Oh, no, Counterspell doesn't I do that. Oh, I, dispel yeah, magic. I have Dispel Magic. I walk up Perfect. and cast Dispel Magic. I forgot that I had that. I was looking at my, I was looking at my spell book. Uh... I stand there with my lance now sheathed back onto my back, arms crossed, and look around for things to kill. Uh, so, for Dispel Magic, any spell of 3rd level or lower uh, on the target ends. For each spell of 4th level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus spell level. Mm -hmm. So, do I need to roll the for the, deep, the DC, or did it just turn off? I just turned off. Okay, cool. So does it just wink out, or does like something drop out of it, or? So the uh, the perimeter of the bubble begins to crack, and the cracks spread over the outside of the dome, and then it just breaks and disassimilates. And in the middle of the bubble is a bedroll and a tome of moors. Obviously, someone was camping here. Uh, I would like to open the Tome of Moors and start going through it. It is straight up a generic Tome of Moors. It just has random notes. It's got sermon notes and things like that. But 
on the inside of the front cover, it does say in fine black ink, property of Jartan. It looks like our friend Jartan may still be around. There's no, no like, signs of foul play on any of this stuff? On the stuff? No. There was blood outside of the bubble, but inside of the bubble was still clean. Oh, there's In fact, blood outside there's the even places where blood had splashed, uh, pooled around the edge of the bubble because the blood was unable to penetrate it. I take that back. Jartan may be dead. <laughs> oh. I know not this Jartan. I consider him not a friend, more a compatriot. Coworker? As you thumb through the book, in the back of it, there are a few loose leaves of paper. I read them. One of them is a really crappy map, and more than a map, it is just lines. There's a line that moves up and then has, you know, an arrow that says right, and then it has an arrow that says left, and then it has an arrow that says left, and then it has an arrow that says right. If I follow that, if I, like, look around, does it look like I could follow those directions? Is there a different path than the one we came in? Yes. You look around this okay. room, and it's a radial hub room. There's about seven paths total, including the one you came in, that all look identical. On the second page is a scrawled note that says, I believe I have found the source of this unholy blight. I shall mark the way with my sigil and report back. I uh, look up from the book and I said, it looks like once again, gentlemen, that the Book of Moors shows us the way. And I start heading down the path. Which one? The, okay, so you said there's more than one exit from this room? Yes. The one we came in and one other or another one? Multiple others. Okay. What does the paper say? Oh man, I just winged that shit. Now I gotta repeat myself. The papers. Uh-huh. Okay, so the paper says. The paper says. I look for the uh, sigil. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I use an investigation roll of uh, of what's that? Eighteen plus five, twenty-three, to find anything. You look around, and it takes a minute, but eventually you find it. It is the sigil of Morse that has. Well, it's part of the sigil of Morse. Obviously, someone had tried to scrape it into the stone, but the hardness of the stone had prevented them from doing a very good job. However, upon finding it, you are 100% sure this is exactly what he meant. I go down the path that is marked. Follow the directions? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I see the mark. I think this is a semblance of a clue. You make your way down the hallway, and you come to a stone door that is closed. Do you see? Do we see any hinges? Yeah, is it like a stone sheet, or is it like no, no, like it is a door. It's just made out of stone. All right. Do we see any hinges? Well, no. (laughs) I cast Mage Hand and I open it. How how much force can Mage Hand push? It it doesn't. I open it. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's heavy. It's heavy. I open it with my hands. Yeah, no, you open it. It's heavy. You open it. That's that's the whole thing. Okay. I I go in. Zombies. I proceed past. (laughs) (laughs) What? What did you Zombies. say? Zombies. Ah, bitch. Go. <laughs> Initiative? Go. Jay, roll next save. Uh, I fail. Oh, man, you're gonna get wrecked. That's cool. Five bludgeoning damage. As oh. the zombie nearest you punches you in the fucking mouth. Oh, no, five damage. You're fucked, dude. I see him bludgeoned by a zombie, and I unsheath my greatsword. Hey, uh, Nat, Nat won on that initiative. Yeah, I got me. So, uh, uh Radley sees Scaramador get right hooked by a zombie and just loses his composure and, uh... <laughs> 30 on initiative. Fuck. Yeah, I only got a 10. All right, players, go. This time. By the rotten dick of God, ow! <laughs> uh, so I rolled a 30 initiative. I think I'm first. Yeah, you go. Again? Motherfucker. No, last time it was yeah, 27, come on. He's getting yeah, but better. You're still first. Uh, you with a ten. Uh, so 
uh, Silvers, being the swashbuckler he is and having his sword already out, moves and darts past, gets to the zombie, and is going to try and attack the motherfucker. The zombie? Which one? How many are there? <laughs> Plural. Oh. As you pass through the door, you realize there's a lot of right hooks in this room. Hold on. I got a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, dashes in, dashes out. Yeah, you back you up. Your left foot in, you put your right You foot fireball, in, and I'm going to close the, the door behind you. You cast yeah, a fireball. Roll uh, deck saves for them because fireball. What's the area of effect for fireball? Uh, 20 foot radius. And uh, you're just going to cast it in the room? Uh, yeah, it darts, uh, a bright streak flashes from your pointing finger to a point you choose within range. Yeah, it, it's just gonna cast it in the room, right? Yeah. Um, you can do that, and, uh, it, it will flash up to the door, but you can cast it far enough away that it won't come to your side. Good. I do want to encourage us to, like, what do you say when you cast Fireball? So, I go in, see that, back up, and go, yeah, fuck this with fire. <laughs> Is that the is that the spell compo- the verbal component? Oh uh, no, sorry, I have to remember to do his voice. Fuck this shit with fire. And uh, yeah, they need to make a dex. So uh, a lot of zombies died to bring you this information. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the statement and the explanation. Uh, Jay, because it amuses me, roll dex save. <laughs> that was much better than usual, uh, but probably not high enough for his save. I rolled a four, oh, 15. No, not high enough for my save. You fail your deck save. Yeah. Now, the fireball spell, by definition, does not create explosive force. It just fills a area with a ball of fire. What does create explosive force is one here, hundred years or so of decompositional biomass off-gassing in a confined area. So his fireball triggers an explosion of desiccated bodies, and you fail the dex save as that zombie that just punched you, his arm is ripped from his body and punches you in the face a second time. Jay takes six bludgeoning damage. (sighs) Do you want me to roll the damage? Uh, Yes, roll your damage, Randall. Uh, That is 26 points of fire damage. Plus an additional... Boom, 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 boom. 19 points of force damage from the secondary explosion. The zombies are gone, and uh, you all are knocked back a little bit as the force erupts from that room. I take a strong stance and resist being knocked back. Yeah, the uh, the force slams the stone door shut and shields you from the rest of the explosion, except for poor Scaramendor, who has now been punched in the face by the same zombie twice. This is a lot of uh, vengeance coming in one game. All right. Oh, I just thought it was funny. Don't, not uh-huh. Don't play this up. Uh-huh. All right, uh, so what's in the room now, other than the smoking hulks of several zombies? Yeah, I'll push the door back open. What's in the room? The room used to be filled with some old furniture, which has now been blasted to tender scrap in most of the periphery of the room. A lot of the zombie corpses have also been blown away from the point of origin of the fireball, as that initiated the explosion. And standing in the center of the room is a very old wooden doorframe that appears to have been completely unaffected by the explosion. Does it smell like burnt meat or barbecue in here right now? Is it a good smell or a bad smell? I was really thinking about this one. Wow, yeah. I think it's like uh, I think it's like Thai food indigestion lit on fire Oof. smell. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, oh. it's not good. Oh, that uh, truly painted a scent. I, 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 I step back and I put my hand on Gr- on Grey Oak and I'm just like, can you cast Fireball in there again? Because <laughs> <laughs> this, 
Uh, I wasn't the one who cast Fireball. No, I'm somebody. talking to Silvers. Just let's do it. Oh, oh, you step back and just go. Oh God, I need stabilization. This is worth a slot. That's that spell is unholy, and I cast it into hell. Yeah, I walk up to the door. The door frame. There is no actual door. Whatever. What you what you do? Yeah, I'm gonna investigate it for fuck not much. Eleven. I investigate it for eleven. Okay. Perception for nineteen. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you investigate it for eleven. It, it's uh it's an old door frame. It probably should have been blown to high fuck with everything else in this room. So that's weird. You don't immediately notice anything else amiss with it. Um, there was never a door mounted here, so that was odd. There's no holes for hinges or anything. Perception for 19 using my eye. Ryan, you are the first one to roll high enough to matter. Um, <laughs> as you're investigating it, you too see that it's just an oddly mundane door frame. But you notice that not only were there ever any hinges, there were never any screws or nails holding this together. In fact, the gaps between the pieces of ancient lumber, there's about an eighth inch gap between each of them, and between that gap is a thin cloud of that same fog that you guys saw before from the portal. It's also not touching the ground. It is very slightly elevated above the ground. This is another fell working. Uh, while they were doing that, I used my one minute casting time and three black onyx stones, and I go to three of the still meaty corpses, the ones that bodies that didn't get just destroyed, and I cast Create Undead, okay. which gives me up to three corpses of medium or small humanoids within range. They become ghouls under my control. Is that literally the fucking opposite of what we came here for? These undead will be under our control, and they have no souls in them, so they'll be fine. Meet Kentucky Fried and Bob. I don't get the joke. What joke? What's a Kentucky? You can call them Kent. Kentucky has both legs from the knees up and most of one arm. Uh, Fried has both legs and Bob has both arms. Okay, well, I, I cast my sixth level spell, so that motherfucker moves at full speed and has full combat ability, so that's terrifying. It's what you had to work with, and yeah, it's... That's- yeah. That's, that's terrifying ghoul. Uh. <laughs> well done. You've created nightmares. I look over at the nightmares he's created and scoff for a moment as I then begin to go. If nothing else appears that I may vanquish, I will kill these as I do all undead. And I know that is true. So, Jay, what do you have your undead do? Knowing that it's a dead end room with weird door frames. Scare Mendor, send one forth. Wait a minute. Wait. Why don't I try and jump to the other side and see if I can't fix this? Jump, yeah, do that. If it's a fell working, I will destroy it and we will be on our way. Uh, first things first. Yeah, could you hop on the other side and give us a, a little report? Sure, cannonball. <laughs> do you cannonball? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Just disappears into the ground. Boop, pops yeah, out. Basically, yeah. I, it looks like I'm about to hit the ground and, uh, like, doing the cannonball motion, then I disappear, and then on the other side, Radley just sees me as a ball pop out of the ground and land on my feet. <laughs> so, so, Randall, awesome. the good news is most of them can't see this. The bad news is I'm going to need you to roll a deck save as you go from a cannonball through the ground, flip 180, and then fire out of the ground upside down in cannonball position to stick the landing. Uh, Sure, yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a 20 total. You're good. I have a plus 10 deck save. Yeah, that's, all right, fair. So I pop out, do a flip, land, and uh, then Hang on. look around. Wait, 
Are you proud of yourself? I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Have you not met me? Yeah. So, on your side, what you see is... I, I just want to say that I'm really stoked to be fighting next to Cervantes today. <laughs> Fair, yeah. No, that was an accident, but yeah, that's, that's what we ended up with. On the other side, you see a beautifully crafted and gilded oaken door that has a jade handle and gold leaf inlay over its entire surface. Building the door frame of this door is a hard edge of that same cold fog that you are accustomed to that just sort of fades out into the rest of the fell. Why is it different than what I see? Because he's on the other side. But I can see the other side. You are correct. You are correct. Um, but yes, you don't see that from here. Interesting. Yeah. Is it is it like a fuzzy thing that if he tried to focus, he could see? No, no. He actually doesn't see it from here on this one. Okay. Oh. Percept, uh, it's basically uh, perspective. It is beyond me. Yeah. So I'm aware that they can hear me, at least one of them, right? I can't hear you, I think he said. Oh, no. Can I? Yes, actually. You can hear Randall. Okay. As long as he's close enough to you. Okay. Oi. The door is fucking different on this side. What door? I see just a door frame. What's going on? Can you open it? Uh, I give a description of it. Yeah, so basically what you're seeing is, uh, Randall, on your side is the door, and on everyone else's side is the frame. C- can you open it? Uh, well, about that. So I have the door, you have the frame, and I don't know how my peanut butter is going to get with your jelly in this fucking sandwich. It's only one way to find out. Need it be sanctified by my blade. He scares me. Scaramandor, why don't you send one of your minions through and we'll see what happens. I make one of the... Yeah, I send one of the ghouls running through the doorframe. The ghoul runs this through the doorframe. This will be uh, Fried. I'm sending Fried through the doorframe. He has one arm and, like, half a leg. No, no, Fried, Fried had no arms. Okay. And uh, yeah. both legs. He goes, he goes running through. Since running's what he's good at. Yeah. Yeah, that is what he's good at. He, uh, he Usain bolts through that door and explodes into a mist of necrotic viscera on the other side of the door frame on the mortal plane. So, uh, I can't hear or see the mortal plane right now, so I'm just like, did you send it through? That's a yes and a no answer. Oh, so it didn't make it to my side. It didn't make it to any side. What does Radley see uh, when that happens? Same thing? Yeah, same thing. Okay. Uh, I say, okay, could you give that doorknob a little jiggle and try to open the door? All right. Are there any weapons on our side? No. I mean, there's bits of timber. There's broken furniture and shit. I go grab a bit of timber and I uh, poke it through the doorway. Nothing happens. Um, so I'll jiggle the knob. It's locked. Uh, uh, anyone got a key? Randall, uh, not that it would help you. You hear the loud toll of a death bell. Uh, so <laughs> that's one more. That's three. Uh, Scaramendor just hears all of a sudden. Silver's going, "Oh fuck! Uh, oh no! I'm in fucking danger!" It's just a doorknob. I'm in a door. Um, no, I should have been a bit more upfront. Uh, so if I spend too much time, usually on this side, I start hearing weird things. Today, it's a fucking grave bell ringing in the distance, and it's now ringing multiple times. And, uh, uh... I 
say, I've got you, mate. And I cast a magic circle around the door frame. Uh, actually, uh, I got me. I, 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 tap, I tap myself and uh, do protection against uh, good and evil. Which will help me. That'll okay. double. That's doubled. Yeah. All right. Uh, now just now just take your time and open the door. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna take my time. Yeah. Sure. Why not? You'll be fine. Oh, us. Uh, so I'm gonna try and unlock the door. There is no hole in the lock. Oh, uh, the doors. <laughs> it is locked, but there is no keyhole. Scaramender, uh, do you do you mention that he was looking for a key? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, does anyone have a key? The only key I hold is my boot. Oh, wow. What? That's <laughs> not useful uh, mm. at all. But thank you for trying. Um, and I just get as I turn to Radley, I just give him like the raised eyebrow of like, God. Uh, Silver, behind you, you hear a very lively, Who the hell are you? Who are you? Uh, you turn around and you see what looks like a man, just looks like a normal human, wearing cloaks of Morse. And he steps back through a cloud of smoke and disappears. Wait, same team! Same team, mate! <laughs> um. <laughs> and uh, that's all fucking Scaramendor hears. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I hear the other guy talk? Uh, yes. Okay, then I did hear that. All right. Uh, so... When he does that, he steps through onto the other side. Uh, roll perception. People on the other. People on the mortal side. Closing the goddamn uh, door. That's no. not great. Seven. I got a fifteen. Twenty-seven. Okay. Um, Jay, you hear someone incant something, and you turn your head to see that a man in Moore's clothing has stepped out of a veil of smoke but it is not randall's character this time and radley you identify that the spell he cast was expeditious retreat and the man books past us does that out the- okay Oops. um uh we 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 need to go i give chase um was that hey what's going on i, I give chase and i move at uh 40 feet so was that yeah, really gotcha. we're done with the door uh i send my ghouls after him oh god <laughs> how fast do ghouls move I just pulled up stats. Ghouls move 30 feet. All right, your ghouls take off. They're a little bit behind. Uh, Silver, come on back. Oh, all yeah. right. I head after him, too, using double move and dash, because I'm part rogue. That's good. So is this guy. Cool. I, I, I jump to the other side, back to the model side. Uh, you, you hit your head on magic circle, and then I go, oh, my bad. But <laughs> 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 I dispel that. You little shite. <laughs> you little fucking shite. Uh, Randall, I think I can also take a double move, so I'll take my double move. Because you spent a good amount of time in that, as you leave, you hear the fourth bell toll. (sighs) It is of note that every time one of these bells tolls, it gets louder and louder, and now you're beginning to feel it in your body, kind of like when people pump up the bass too high. How many, uh, so I've spent a total of four turns on that side, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, your character has that rhyme. I know. You can assume relates to this, but you technically don't know. Yeah, I know the rhyme. When I cast spells, we have Deep Purple, uh, Hush. Uh, When he's doing his thing, we have For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Yeah. We are are quite the concert so far. Or Hell's Bells by ACDC. That'd be a fighting one, yeah. Yeah. Do you think do do you think you're you're are you an ACDC or a Metallica character? Metallica, easily. So we all run. Yeah, you're all yeah, on we're pursuit. All uh, I, Ryan is going to be the closest 
And uh, Ryan, you catch up to him very quickly. He's leaving. You are behind him because he had a head. He lost some speed casting a spell, but then he gained speed back, and you gained on him, but he was also ahead of you. So you're a good 15 feet, 20 feet behind him at this point, but you are keeping ground with him. Should we roll initiative at this point? Or no? Yeah, I don't know, no. I don't know if this guy is hostile because he's in Moore's clothing. Initiative is not significant we're just gonna i'm gonna use initiative as the order in which you took action so it's going to be him then i'll I say ran after yeah gray out went first um yeah him gray out radley and then i'll say that uh jay and randall are just at the end together whichever goes doesn't well, matter i would like to use my bonus action <clears throat> to cast far step which is I teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space i can see so basically the end of any hallway i just appear there Okay, so when you get through the door, you can teleport basically back to that room where you found the bedroll. I can see all the way there? That's, yeah, it's and that's straight within hallways. 60 feet? Every, everything down here, yeah, everything down here is straight hallways, okay. and the hallways are about 60 uh, feet. I can teleport 60 feet as a bonus action for the next minute. Uh, I can teleport 500 feet. Oh. I mean, that works, but we don't know where he's going. I... I imagine that for the first round here, because I've used up most of my other shit, I do appear, like, at the corner as he's taking it, and I'm just like, hello. <laughs> you should slow down. Yeah, I'm moving at 80 feet uh, with a double move, so I'm not, I can't be super far behind him. No, you're, honestly, all, you're all pretty on his heels, uh, except can, Jay. Can we speak to him? you? If he's less than, uh, if he's less than, like, 30 feet away from me, I'm gonna, one, yell at him. Cease your movement. And then I'm going to grab my fucking lance and prepare to throw it at him if he doesn't fucking stop moving. He does not. Okay. Um, roll to throw my lance at him. Okay. Because fuck it. Yeah, I'm still operating under, like, Church of Morris procedure because I don't know who he is. What I don't do I know add? that I can kill the mortal. What do I... I'm not trying to hit him. I'm just trying to get his... Wound him what? mortally so he can't run so fast. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe wound him. Maybe just scare him. Scare him will tell you when you go too far. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty disconnected from humans. Or from people at all. I mean, all you understand how bleeding works. <laughs> yeah, well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> keep in mind, my whole shtick is I make myself bleed to do more damage. Oh. Uh, so I throw... What do I add to my roll for throwing my... Just the normal stuff? Or? You add uh, strength or whatever. Roll your dice. Let me tell you. It may not matter. This guy is... Well, I mean, you don't, it, you don't it probably know. won't because I didn't roll very high. I rolled a twelve. Oh, okay. And you're so. What are you doing? Are you trying to hit him? Or are you trying to hit near him? What's your objective? Preferably near him. I really want to like stop him or at least slow him down. Okay. If I if Fair. I hit him, I mean, with a twelve, you probably hit near him, even if you tried. Okay. <laughs> well, that's why I ask because with a twelve, he missed, which yeah. uh, means that you you try to throw it near him and you. Instead, clip him in the back of the knee. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, as long as it's just a clipping, it's not going to be that bad because only one. Yeah, end no, of it, a it's lance. like the point of the lance hit the ground and then it like whipped and caught him in the knee. It didn't really do any damage. It just sucked. Yeah. Perfect. That's better than I would have planned for. So, how far behind him are Kentucky and Bob? Kentucky and Bob are actually, I think, behind all of you at this point. You set your ghouls and then everyone blew past them. They're trying. I mean, They're my, trying my goals would be at the same spot that I am, because they move 60 feet with when they don't oh, do anything okay. else. So you're, yeah. you're all at about the same distance, which is about 15, 20 feet behind this guy. Does Bob yeah. block on his hands? Uh, uh, see, no, Kentucky no, does. No. Uh, Kentucky no, Bob, had no Bob, legs. No, Kentucky, no. Has Kentucky has both legs from the knee up. 
Bob is sprinting on his hands. <laughs> that is an image. All right. Um, so what happens does when he it gets slow hit? him down? So wait, wait. What, yeah. What's Kentucky again? Kentucky is from the knees up and one arm. Right. Okay. <laughs> the way he runs is more terrifying to me. <laughs> click, 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 click. I feel click, like every once in a while he's got to throw a hand down, like just sort of to, to, like uh, like free running, you know, like parkour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I feel like he he. So whereas Bob just straight out runs like the the person you're pursuing takes offense to what you have done, whips around, casts firewall, and continues running. Ooh, um, how much damage does firewall do if you hit it? <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't cast it on you, so that's good. But uh, it's it's gonna do five d eight of damage, I think, if when you pass through it, if when. Uh, is there a save? Not if you're going through it. Okay. Wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, yeah, there's a save if he cast it on you, which he didn't. He's casting it as a dissuasive measure. It's a maximum of 40 damage that that thing will do? A maximum, yeah. I just run the fuck through it. Right. You take 18 damage. Cool. Sorry, I'm, I lied. I'm still You chilling. take 14 damage, my bad. I'm still chilling. Yeah. Fucking A. As, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and run right through it, too. Alright. You also take 14 damage, so I'm lazy. Okay. It's a good way to do it. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and take that as an offensive action against us. Was not cast on you. I don't care. He made me run through fire. It hurt. I'm going to throw my vicious dagger at him. Okay. What'd that do? Uh, if I roll a 20 on an attack roll, it takes an extra 7. Okay. And that is 18. By the way, as I'm running, I pick up my lance. Because it's just right in the ground. Like. <laughs> yeah. You lose 5 feet of movement to do that. Yeah. I, th- uh, I throw for 18 to hit him in the shoulder. Okay. Uh, you do, I believe. Hang on, I gotta find his AC. He deals with that. He takes damage. He, you know, cries out when you strike him with your knife because you're a mean person <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't like you at Day all. damage. That sucks. Well, fuck it. But, uh, he does not stop running. This man was made to run and running's what he do. Am I, uh, what distance am I from him? Because I'm running and I'm rogue also, I just... Yeah, you're like right behind him, uh, Randall. You uh, you moved and almost caught up to him. Then he had his turn and moved away. So he's staying at about the same distance. He's maintaining distance. He's not getting away. Can I get within thirty feet of him? Yes. Then I'll cast suggestion. I and okay. and say you should stop running. And he has to make a whiz saving throw. Okay, got it. So uh, he needs to roll that whiz saving throw. Or does he? He does. <laughs> yeah, I assume I'm also within 30 feet, and I'm just going to, as I'm running, grab the hilt of my sword, and then cast Detect Thoughts. What's the uh, what's the DC, Randall? 19. He barely saves. Fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, Jeff, his thoughts are along the lines of, fuck, 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 fuck. Fantastic. Yeah, this person is panicking. That is basically all he's doing. He looked over his shoulder, saw you guys blitz through fire, and went, I couldn't take that, and tried to go fast. Okay, so it's me? Yeah. All right, my uh, my ghouls just tear down, ass down a hallway. One of them hits a curve and just uses his one hand to just sort of pivot off the wall. How uh, do your ghouls handle the fire? What? How do your ghouls handle the firewall? Um, they don't. <laughs> How much damage does it do? 14, unless they're weak to it. Ghouls have no condition blah blah blahs. They have 22 hit points, They so they have 8 now. Okay. Uh, are they on fire from firewall? I don't think so. Good. Then sure. they continue on their merry way. It ignites sure. flammable objects. Um, yeah, it, I teleport I'm gonna say they're not. 60 feet. 
Um, to I'm, am I within thirty feet of him? You are within thirty feet. You are now. Well, no, you're not within thirty feet. Sorry, you're too far away because you're moving slower than everybody else. Everybody else is moving at ninety. You're moving at sixty. I move sixty feet as a bonus action. I can now run thirty feet. Can I be oh, okay. Then now? yes, you can be. With, yeah, sorry, you can be within thirty. Okay, then I'm within thirty feet, and I yell at him for real though. Like I'm. I want you to know that my church takes vows against killing people, and then I cast uh, Chill Touch. Chill. And you should mm. stop. That'll slow him. Uh, actually, it's not the one that slows him, sadly. Oh, fuck. This is the one that just does the hand that makes him can't heal. Yeah, it's the Necrotic. Yeah, the hand of douche. Range spell attack. Gosh, I'm really missing that Oh, that's that crap. Slow. Don't even worry about it. I rolled okay. like a 10. Not, well, maybe more than that. Uh, it's a fucking... Oh, shit, I had a lot. God, it's good to be powerful. Uh, I, I, I got a 16. Oh, man, uh, barely. Yeah, his his DC is 17. I had plus 13 to my spell attacks. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> Level 20 is terrifying. Yeah. So uh, it the un, the wraithful undead hand flies past him, and Jeff, you hear him swearing louder in his mind now. Actually, you hear him swearing. He is now swearing. He's just swearing running down this hallway. What god does he worship? Uh, right now, fuck shit. Fuck. Shit. So he's he's <laughs> swearing by the PC soggy testicles? Uh, he's just swearing. It's just indeterminate. There's random names of random god. It's nothing. Nothing. Coherent. I just assumed he was swearing to the most loathsome creatures in my world. He's not swearing to Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, uh, both yeah, I, I've done. Pretty good. I'm done. That's all I do. Uh, right. His turn, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. On the bottom of the round. So, he has now entered the room that you came in through, where the elevator is, and he has flipped the elevator lever. The elevator doesn't move that fast, so it barely clears the top of the uh, the entryway, and he casts Mold Earth on one of the support columns at the end of the doorway, and the ceiling comes down. It doesn't do any damage, but, but it we stops are you guys. It stops you for about a round. It's not even... You can move everything out of the way. It just takes you a little bit of time. There may uh, be. Do I do I have a small opportunity to try to throw my lance and, and and impede the movement of the of the elevator? I will allow you to attempt that. Yes, but okay. you're going to do so at disadvantage because you're throwing at an angle from down a hallway. It's a bad shot. Getting perfect fucking like timing because it would have to get stuck in the middle. <laughs> it, it's a bad shot, but I'll, I'll let you go for it. Go for it. Okay. Disadvantage. I, I rolled a 12 plus whatever you'll allow me to plus to that. Um, My normal plus is 11. Yeah, just de- it dex, I guess, because it's a throwing weapon. It should already be his thing if it's a Strength can roll. be used for throwing weapons. Okay, then yeah, whatever. Add strength. Either way, 12, not going to be not gonna be good enough to do what you're trying to do yeah. in a weird, weird thing. So you guys are able to clear the rubble, and you see the bottom of the elevator a good story and a half ahead of you. Uh, I, I look at... Um... Hmm, who should I grab? I look at the hobgoblin and say, Hey, you trust me? <laughs> Sounds good. And I grab him and we both, uh, uh, I can, it can be a place you can see or one you can visualize, but both of us are able to tell teleport onto the elevator. So I, I grab him because I could take up to one creature my size or smaller. So we both teleport onto the elevator with this guy. When you arrive on the elevator, there's the strong smell of sulfur and there are embers burning on the ground. Oh, bollocks. However, you can do whatever you want with the elevator now. Uh, to wrap it up so that me and uh, Radley are in the same place, I use my action to cast Levitate on Radley, and I use my bonus action to teleport to where they are. Okay. So the elevator is still continuing upwards with you guys. He is 
a little ways ahead of you, you can speculate because he did the demon door thing. What is it? Uh, Damnation Stride. Okay. okay. Insert elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have uh, about three rounds before you get to the top. You want you want to catch up with each other a little bit. Yeah, uh, we are at the top. I use my, in those three rounds, I use my dice to heal myself. Yeah, you, so basically what that means is you can do any prep work that you want to do. Okay, I would like to cast a flock of familiars. Sure. I have left my poor ghouls below. I'll have to deal with that later. Poor, poor... Radley, Jesus. should I die today? Please go make sure that my ghouls are put down. I got you. <laughs> Responsible. I mean, that spell will just <laughs> run out eventually. They'll just fall. Uh, it don't. Create undead. They exist forever. Oh, I mean, they're down there. You're just irresponsible, then. <laughs> if you can't raise them, aboard them. Yeah, uh, there's nothing about this that says they die. <laughs> anyways. You guys get to the top, and you find your uh, dwarven friend from earlier. Oh my god, I don't know what the man does. He ran that way. And he points. I, I look at Silver and I was like, what? I run. I, I don't bother to look at anybody. I immediately proceed where he points. Same. Uh, yeah, my, my familiars are ravens. Or sorry, crows. And they are going up to try to spot something. Okay. Anything. Alright. Alrighty. Uh, your ravens basically give you the same thing. That way, the man has disappeared into the large head circle that is now filling the main court area. Okay, we, we pursue. Yeah. At full tilt. Uh, do we do we have an idea where he's at, where he is at this point? I guess we just chase after him until we get to a point where we don't. Yep, you chase after him until you get to a point where we don't. Using the, uh, it's hard to find him, and for a minute your crows aren't able to spot him, and then they spot not him but a different person wearing cloak of moors. Get him. Who is also sprinting, so that sparks some interest. Get him. And, uh, effectively, your crows can relay to you the direction you can relay to the- Holy shit, roll dex! Okay. <laughs> dex save or dex base? Uh, dex save. Would only he know oh. that? <laughs> All of you. Okay. Uh, 24 for me. Anybody else? 16. One. Oh. S sweet! I got a six, I'm not the worst. <laughs> oh, man, sucks for you two. Alright, so- you taken in the uh, the heat of the chase. You had not noticed the large encroaching noise as falchions chop through the tall brush, cutting it down to about waist height. Uh, Captain Silvers and Radley, you notice in time to dive out of the way. Unfortunately, Scaramandor and uh, Greyot do not. What the fuck? You take eleven damage each, as. These large mechanical contraptions are driving down the center of the cut path. In the front are two sets of falchions that spin rapidly, cutting it down to waist height. And in the back are two smaller sets of falchions that cut it down to ground level. Behind them, dancing a line of flirtatiously dressed women. The Dirk Parade has started. Fantastic. Uh, how much damage has everyone taken? Uh, I've only lost a total of, uh, 19 between healing myself. And also, you can't heal me anyway. I can't? No. Why? Because that's the special ability I got. I can't be healed or harmed by spell. I've taken 28. I'm fine. 
Yeah, I'm back to full after my second wind on while we were floating up. So the Dirk Parade has begun. Describe that, please. So in the front of the Dirk Parade, mowing down the giant hedgecock, is Christ. this large mechanical contraption that is known to the people of Griffinport as a tiggle wagon. Now, these <laughs> haven't been seen for many, many years, and this version in particular is new and has never been seen before. And piled atop these large brush-cutting machines are the priests of Dirk with their kegs and mugs dispensing penis amulet necklaces and pouring ale to anyone who approaches them. So, this unholy thing must be put down as soon as we are done with this lesser evil. Because Tig has vowed he would never build a new Tigga wagon. (laughs) That means that this is a Dirk-created Tigga wagon. That means we must destroy it. Oh my god, no, it's a modified one of Brian's car. Oh yeah, because the only other surviving vehicle. It's just his car modified over the years by Dirk. Oh god, we must destroy this unholy beast. All right. Behind them, scantily clad women prance about. It is a grand spectacle. I get running after this guy. Cut. Not hard to find him. He is plowing down the center of the parade, knocking people out of the way. You can hear people, you know, yelling and bitching as he's ruining the mood for quite everyone. I make my familiars peck at him. Fuck that guy. Dimension door on him. Okay. How's that work? He moves like 400 New feet. dimension door to him? I'm right in front of him, and as I appear in front of him, I'm... Gonna fucking try and grab him or some shit. It's a standard action. Yeah, I'm in front of him, though, and I'm gonna try and body block him, essentially. Uh, he just plows into you. It <laughs> tries to keep going. Like, he, you catch him by surprise, he swears again and continues running. Should we uh, should we make an athletics context or something for him to plow through me? Cause... I'm gonna say that you've redirected his course slightly, but since he's just running away from you... He's going to collide with you, lose a little bit of distance, and keep running. I have... Hold on. I'm a, am I within 30 feet of him? No, not currently. So okay, can I say well. what Scaramindor would do, and then yes. what I should do for the show? Sure. Scaramindor would keep going about his business, but what Jay should do for the show is gather all powerful clerics in the area, which means I'm grabbing the old man in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> what What Greyot is going I can't to do is you've do done his this. best. What Greyhound is going to do is his best to break the distance to make it to within 30 feet of him. All right. You... Uh, am, I, am I within 60 feet of him? Yes. You will be within. You can be within 60 feet this round and do something, or you can be within 30 feet this round and not. The next round, when I, when I hit 30 feet, I'm going to uh, take five damage to myself and use the Blood Curse of Blinding to slow his movement to zero. And... That's that'll be on my next uh, whenever I'm in thirty feet of him. Uh, when you do that, you are barely able to make it within range, and you do that, and the sudden jolt causes him to lose his footing, trip, and fall on the cobblestone road. Now, the reason that EHS is so insistent on slip, trips, and fall hazards is because they result in very serious injuries, up to and including he dies. His head strikes a large keg of ale on the way down he's unable to salvage the footing and there's a crack that silvers here is because he's close enough as several vertebrae in his neck rupture god it's, damn it grayot i told you we're not supposed to kill people it's okay the cleric probably has revivify and i grab the body and begin <laughs> hauling it back <laughs> i i keep running and say 
It was not intended for his death. Just, just thumbing through my book of mores already, going, God damn it, you know this costs 300 gold pieces worth of diamond. We take a pay cut from that. The entire ground rumbles fervently. Once again, Radley, you witness the torrent of ectoplasmic soul aether erupt from the ground, and you are blinded by the amount of energy that it provides. Scaramindor, you don't get a save this time. It is so horrendous, the amount of energy that is erupting from specifically the point of this man. There's a brief moment where both of you are rendered incapacitated by this as the channel of evil energy fires from this man's body into the sky, creating a black, inky darkness that floods over the sun and begins to fill the world with an eerie darkness. Um, do we? Do I see this? Because if not, I'm just carrying it. Now everyone does. Oh. Yeah. For you and... So, how it works is, uh, Radley sees it at the same time that Scaramindor hears it, but then everyone sees it. This sounds so bad that I don't think I even writhe. I think my ears just pop, and blood starts pouring out of them, and I'm just still reading my spell book like nothing's going on, and I'm just like... Hello? Mop? It is, uh, it is Scaramindor's deepish wish that that would happen, because that would grant you reprieve from the nightmarish horror and pain that you hear. Oh, that's right, it's just the nosebleed. Mop. (laughs) <laughs> There's blood that drips down on my fucking book, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, needless to say, there's an entire parade's worth of people in panic and chaos. The moment I see this erupt from his body, I hadn't stopped running, so I'm, I, I assume I catch up quick. Yeah, well, I, easy to catch a dead guy. Yeah, uh, and well, and it, it, it was, was being held by Captain Silvers, so I I run up, and as I'm running up, I yell, "This must be handled." And I fucking, like, reach to grab it from him, grab the body from him, and then I just start running away from the city. You are unable to move the body after the ectoplasmic ray starts to fire away from it. It is anchored in place. A dark, cold cloud of that same smoke that you're used to seeing, Randall, starts erupting from between his body and the ground. If you let go, the body remains suspended, and this smoke is just billowing out indefinitely. I got an idea. And if this doesn't work out for me, I wish you all the best of luck in the future. And I grab the body, and I'm going to dimension door into the fell with it. I say, what? Hold that thought, Randall. (laughs) Ryan, do you look down? Yes. So, below you, about ten feet below, appears to have been created a fell gate. Yeah, what what, what can I do? What's a fell gate? The, uh... As far as you can tell, it's the same thing as what you saw before. The difference is you don't see the end. There is a subterranean fell gate that spans farther than you are able to perceive the dimensions of, and through it is crawling hordes and hordes of the undead. Well, I'm I'm gonna go through my plan even more so now. I look at them all and look at them yeah. all and say, "You lot." We're great party members. And I grab him, and I'm going to dimension door with him into the fell. What? Okay. So, after Randall does that, dimension's out, and that is when the undead begin to break ground. First with their hands, then their heads and torsos, clawing and grasping through the earth, pulling from the fell realm into this one. But I got the body out, right? Um... <laughs> I'm going to answer this question. Next time on Torchlight Tavern. <laughs> You'll get an answer to that question. People scream in horror as the undead begin to pour forth, and 
it seems as though there is not much that can be done. Randall, sorry, coming back to that. You grab the body and you attempt to step through. The body stays behind, but you do not. You arrive on the other side at the core. Did you have a question? Uh, I was just gonna say, you know, Dimension Door says I could take a person smaller. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it didn't work though. Did you? Did you mean? Did you mean to Dimension Door into the fell? Yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. See, Dimension Door would have had a slightly different effect. You wouldn't have been in the fell. I, I, I said Dimension Door. No, no, on the mortal plane. Dimension Door on the mortal plane would have left He's asking you, are you changing planes, or are you casting Dimension Door? Because Dimension Door just moves you yeah. physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, that's why I wanted to combo the abilities. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Um, oh, okay. the, body, the body is left behind, and you find yourself on the other side of the veil, clutching in both of your hands an ephemeral ghast, surrounded by a mass of undead corpses all clambering together in some sort of giant architecture. All right, bring it on. You uh, you have one round. Do things. This is only on his side of the world? We this is only yet? on his side of the world, because Randall okay. shortcutted ahead, so he's he's one mm-hmm. round ahead of you guys. Okay. Real quick, uh, then I got one round. I got one opportunity. Once in a fucking lifetime. Eighth level fireball. Uh, I was going to say, right. uh, sweet child of mine. Full base. Pull out the loot. You threatened no, no, there. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I pull out the loot because the loot's my focus. Uh, the uh, Sorry, the harp is what it actually is. I pull out the harp, which is a legendary LARP. Magic legendary item. LARP? A legendary LARP. <laughs> I've a legendary LARP for so called long. Lost of the Aether. Uh, so, no, it's a legendary harp that is uh, going to cast Fireball at 8th level, centered on all these Skelemans. Once again, I need to know what's an 8th level song. <laughs> Enter Sandman. Yeah, okay. Sorrento, that's in uh, that's an eighth level fireball about a foot in front of you because that's about as far as you can see. I understand these terms to service. <laughs> Roy damage, sir. Bing, 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 damage of fire exploding all around me as I decide that I'm going to take as many of these fuckers as I can before they get me. You now know what the inside of that room looked like. Yeah. Uh, so do you survive that is the first and most important question. I do. So as you do that, the apparition reaches out and touches you with an open palm in the chest, but not soon enough. You hear what begins to be the toll of a bell as you discharge your spell. The explosion goes off and begins to tear apart whatever this thing was. And the fire grasps at you as you are sent backwards into your normal realm. The apparition has disbanded you, or dispelled you rather, back to where you belong. But not before you got off your very, very large explosion. We're, We're off, off to Never, never Neverland. Never I get sent uh, through the realm like normal, except it's like a throw, and I'm still like smoking from the fireball. Yeah. So what you, uh, so what you guys see is Silver's disappears, then immediately Silver's reappears next to the body in a column of flame, and is thrown about fifteen feet back. 
Yeah, so <laughs> Randall gets ejected. His body is ejected, thrown from his mist gate, and he collapses unconscious against the surrounding rubble. Behind you, the Durkians have turned their giant contraption of agriculture into a grinder of zombies, and they are moving around trying to clear the horde. What do you do about this horde of undead that is clambering from under the earth? I am immediately next to this body still, so I pull out my mighty sword, Har- Haziron, my mighty great sword, and I attempt to cleave this body in two. Okay. What what kind of damage does that sword do? What, yeah, what are the things it does? So it does it does slashing damage. It also it also does wounding. Uh, it also does necrotic. So how do you so how do you attack this body? Because it's not resisting. It's just there. Yeah, I just attempt to cleave it in two straight down the middle. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Like, like half right and half, waist. left and right, front, top and bottom. What are we talking? Hot dog or hamburger? Yeah, hamburger. Hamburger. As you bring your sword down, you meet very little resistance. It is only a body. It is attempting to withstand your great sword, but that's not a thing bodies do. You easily cleave through the flesh and tear the body in half. At the end of your swing, you feel and hear a small metallic clink. Your sword continues to pass through the body and comes to rest in a large cleaved trough that you make in the cobblestone below. The body explodes into more of the etheric light. And beneath your sword, upon the ground, you see a key. After cleaving the body in two and it it just more light and energy, I reach down and grab the key, and I look around to see if what I had done has done any good. Immediately, no. I mean, I can't speak with dead on this dude. He's dead, but that don't stop me. I, uh, I grab him by the face, and I use my warlock ability to always speak with dead, and I demand to know answers. I grab him by the face, his dead, fleshy face, and I shake him, and I say, what have you done? I have reached the plane. I am become soul on one and body on the other. That's impossible. Ryan, go. Uh, R- Radley has both swords drawn and is just cutting through undead at this point. That's uh, 25, 17, and 21 to hit three different zombies. Yeah, no, you're, you're getting them. I mean, a lot of them are still trying to crawl out of the ground. You're in the middle of the shit, so take 12 damage as some of them claw at you coming out of the ground, but you're just cutting them down. Yep. So I'm going with horde rules here that I have just made up. I will just tell you that you take damage periodically as things hit you because there's just things everywhere. I'm okay. also not going to make you roll for attack. You're just basically taking hit points off of the swarm every time you kill one. Everyone who is within 10 feet of the body roll decks. Uh, the last thing I try to ask him before that happens is, wait, what side is the soul on? And I roll a 10. 12. I am not good at this dex thing that you keep making me do. Me neither. Shit. So you you all catch uppercut. <laughs> Again? It's the you third hands I've caught all, today. <laughs> <laughs> you all catch uppercut as the ground erupts below you. A fist the size of a garbage truck formed of bodies bound together erupts from the ground and strikes you all. Ah, it's Legion. I don't know what that is, but maybe. It yeah, is. Many. Jay does. How much damage did we take? Fifteen. Hmm. You are knocked back. Only down to 101 HP. You are knocked back and knocked prone. From the ground crawls this giant gargantuan abomination of flesh and death. And it looks down upon you. It raises its hands up and it punches Jeff in the face. (laughs) Jeff, roll reflex. Dex save. Let's see how well I do with this dex save. So far, not great. (laughs) Hey, let's keep it. On brand. Ten. You try to dive out of the way because there's no way this thing could hit you. It's hand being 15 feet across. You dive 10 feet out of the way. 
not good enough, and you take 25 damage. The clambering, grasping hands of every undead that makes up its fist cling to you. Roll a strength DC 20 or be grabbed. Okay, hold on. Let me put in. How much damage did I take? 25. 25? Ooh. It's not 20. astounding. It's not 20. Three to that. It's not 20. You are grabbed by the undead, and they begin to pull you into the center of the mass. I'm still holding on to my sword, though. Yes. I got that going for me. I cast Crown of Stars. My head is encircled with seven bolts of starlight that I can throw at him later with a bonus action. Actually, uh, it's a bonus action, so I'll fucking do that now. Yeah, that one's a pretty cool spell. Yeah. They shed light in a 30-foot radius, uh, dim light past that. And they do 40, 12 damage. Send one moat streaking toward one creature when you do make a ranged spell. So what do I need to roll to hit him? I rolled a 20. You hit. Okay. Like, if, if you don't roll below 5, you hit. Now my question is, are you just aiming at the thing, or are you trying to break Jeff free? Because that's really all that matters. Uh, I'll fire that one at the hand. Uh, I did 27, and it is radiant damage. You fire your bolt of starlight through the creature's hand at the wrist. The starlight passes through every undead that it contacts, leaving a large burning hole, and the structural integrity of the abomination crumbles. Uh, Jeff, roll a d6. Take fall damage. The hand breaks three and falls to the ground. You do notice that the undead severed from it seem to lose their cohesion as soon as they are severed. However, you also notice that more and more undead climb from the ground and rejoin the amalgamation every second. Does everyone hear what I was hearing now? Yes. Great. <laughs> Good. Basically, everyone hears and sees the same thing now. With the yeah. exception of... Actually, no, everyone sees, hears and sees the same sure. thing right now. Ryan can see at the center of this thing the glowing mass, but it seems to be very far away. I'm going to take, like, a 30-foot step away from it. As far as... Kind of be away <laughs> as far as I can get step. from 30 feet. And then I'm done. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Take 12 damage as zombies and shit claw you. You would. Is it necrotic would, at all? Did. No, they're just beating you. Okay. 12? Yeah. Ryan, my main man. Go, boy. Uh, So are we just seeing arms at this point? At this we're point, not seeing, it, We're not seeing, like, a full body? It's, like, waist up at this point. It uppercutted you with one hand, climbed out, and punched Jeff with the other. Okay. So we so we can, we can see a torso and up. So there is, like, a head. It is growing legs as more and more undead add to the amalgamation. Okay. As it punched Jeff, I'm going to run up its arm. Okay. Do you want me to roll anything to uh, avoid grasping? Yeah. Give me three deck saves. DC 15, 6, and 5. 16, 10, and 12. You're good. That will just count as your movement action. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run up to what I assume is its crazy scary head. What do I see? There's not so much of a head. It's just a torso mass. But you can see the glowing light of some sort of spectral energy at its core in the middle of what its torso would be. All right, I'm going to swipe at that three times. That's 7, 7, and 12 damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to... It's probably not going to do anything, but I'm going to use Menacing Attacks. <laughs> and that is, uh, I can expend one superiority to die to add the total to the damage roll, and the target must make a wisdom saving throw. And on failure, it is frightened until the end of my next turn. Don't think Undead can be frightened. Worth a shot. That's an extra two damage on that 12. So for yeah, no, it gives you more damage, though. So, you, what was your damage rolls? That's what really matters here. 7, 7, and 14. Okay. And then I'm gonna jump off back down to be with my comrades. With the first strike, you cleave halfway through one of the zombies, shielding where you believe its core to be. The second strike passes through it, 
Another undead ghoul tries to cover the gap that you've just made, but you cleave that in half with your third strike, and you see that there's an empty cavity in the center of this thing, and you can see the ephemeral ghost of the man that died at its core, but you can tell at this point that he is not on this side of the veil. Okay. You will need to find some way to get to the other side to deal with this. Okay, so I'm gonna, after after seeing that, I'm gonna backflip down, I'm gonna land superhero landing style. Do you want me to roll for that landing? You can either roll dex or take damage. Superhero landing. That is Superhero gonna landing. be. That's gonna be a thirty. So bad on the knees. It's gonna be a thirty foot drop. That's a nat twenty, baby. Ooh. Full on superhero landing. Swords out at my sides, ready to go for the next one. And I relay what I saw to my compadres. You take uh, ten damage from the undead on the ground as they claw at you while they clamber into the mass. Okay. Um, no one has seen or heard from Captain Silver's. It appears that he is indisposed at the moment. Uh, I've been dropped and freed now. Yeah, you're surrounded by the pile of undead that once made the hand. It's about ten undead. Now losing their cohesion, they're just sort of clawing at you because undead. Okay, well, um, can I cut a swaft towards its legs and try to cut it down? Yes. I'm gonna do that. What do you want me to roll? You have your greatsword, right? So you're ma- you're basically making your way towards Ryan at this point. Jay is the farthest back, and you're making your way towards Ryan to try to work on this thing. So I rolled an, an 18 and a 23. So and roll me roll me a strength on both of those. Uh, 10 and a fucking 6. Are you adding your strength bonus? Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, that's rough. All right, so yeah. you're you're unable to double cleave, but you are able to pass through the two that are between you, and your movement is freed. You are able to make it over to you are able to make it over to Radley's position. You do take eight damage. Okay, Jake, go. I'm gonna cast Spiritual Guardians at fifth level. I'm gonna move to join. I only move thirty feet. Can I join the guys? Yeah. All right. So you had only moved thirty feet away, so you can move thirty feet back. So. I call forth spirits to protect me. They flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration, which is 10 minutes. If you are good or neutral, their spectral form appears angelic or fey. But because I'm a goddamn priest of Morris, I'm going to say they look like Dementors. Fair. And uh, anything that comes near us, its speed is halved, and they're going to take uh, 5d8 radiant damage. Rather than have me roll that, you want to just say 20 because that's middle? No. You are a priest of Morris doing the work of Morris. They're going to take 40 damage. Fantastic. Then, yeah, I'm protecting us with Dementors. And then I'm going to hit that motherfucker with my another uh, Radiant Sunburst from my, my star crown that I got going on. So there's a core that, that we can see? You guys can sort of see a, a dim light in the center. Ryan can see it clearly. Okay. He yells it out and points it out, though? I do. Yeah. I'm going to roll a 27 and do 26 damage in the direction of that little faint light. Yes. And I yell out, I banished thee, you mistake of creation. Oh, jeez. He doesn't like that. Your starlight rips through its torso mass and uh, deals a large amount of damage. You now see faintly floating at where the glowing core was the legless apparition of the man that had died. The body cleft in two no longer can support itself, and you see the hands of the undead reaching out to each other, attempting to make grasp and keep together, but there's too much weight, and the two halves fall to the ground. Ryan, go. Can I do damage to that thing? Which thing? The guy. What do you try? I'm going to throw my sword of sharpness at it. Okay. 
See it. Try it. You saw my answer earlier, right? You do know that it's on I the I know other it's side. on the other side, yeah. Okay, okay. 25 to hit. Your sword passes right between the eyes, and then through them, and then continues going. Okay. The apparition is firmly not in this realm. Okay. Is there anything else that you do? That was one attack action, so... Yeah, and you are surrounded by undead, you can hack at them or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna hack at whatever is uh, coming up at the ground under us. Alrighty. Do you want me to roll for that? No, it's fine. Okay. They're undead. Yeah. You can hit them. Yeah, it's it's all Vorpal Sword at this point anyway. They're falling to pieces. The apparition laughs at the lot of you, and it calls out, and it's it claims, I have broken the veil that was already ruptured. I have found a tear and made it mine. I may extend my reach from one realm to the other, and I am unstoppable. And he reaches out his hands in a grasping motion, closes his fists, and pulls his hands together as he does the two halves of the abominable golem form themselves, lifting up off of the ground and back together into one colossal mass. Dunk. There is a massive explosion of fire as the body is about to close between it. It does uh, 48 damage to multiple undead in the area and tears a large chunk out of the middle, but this does not appear to stop the creature, though it does buy you a moment's respite. And Captain Silvers returns to your group. Randall, next round, go. Uh, I cast Firestorm. Okay. <laughs> On the undead? <laughs> yeah. Alright. Seven it broke, I'll fix it. You have done a massive amount of damage to the undead in the area, and from the ground has erupted and clambered itself a colossal construct of undeath. Bring it on. Ryan... Radley, you can see that the core of this creature is the apparition on the other side. And, Captain Silvers, you know that it is there. You also know that you alone will not be likely able to defeat this creature. However, you believe that you could take your friends with you to the other side, though you don't know what that would do. Alright, boys. You ready for a wild ride? What? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes for him. Let's go. Alright. Onto the breach. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And we do it. There is one single loud toll that is heard throughout the entire city as the four of you vanish through a cloud of smoke to the other side. For quite some time, the undead continue a battle against the Dirks and the civilians in the town's guard, but after a moment, the light of the sun shines back rains upon the city and begins to banish the undead to where they came from. No one is clear what you guys have done, but on the other side it appears that you have resolved whatever this unholy issue was. Hello everyone, and thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members in the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, share us, tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. 
If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash torchlittavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there, and we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you could just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at big underscore J underscore the bad man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not time for this thing. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock. <laughs>